tonight, 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 we're reading. Yes, we're reading. Well, then I'm talking. We're talking. I'm talking. I'm reading. I'm reading. You're listening. I'm talking. You're listening. Or I'm reading. You're not listening at all. And I'm talking and you're not listening at all. Either way, we're going to read. Then we're going to talk. And we're going to start now. I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it Might take a miracle to get me started I'm a lazy boy, there's no doubt about it Might take a miracle to get me started To get me started To get me started again To get me started To get me started, son You better get up, you better get up while you So, this reading comes from the book entitled, It Works, How and Why. Um, And I was reading it tonight, and this is from the chapter entitled, Step 5. And it says, in this little paragraph, and I'm excluding the first couple of sentences, but I think this is an interesting thing, so I'm just going to read it. So it says, the first thing we must realize is that the fifth step is not a quick fix for a painful situation. If we work this step expecting our feelings to go away, we are expecting the steps to numb us the way drugs did. We review our first four steps and see that their purpose is to awaken our spirits, not deaden our feelings. We will need support and understanding to cope with our feelings. If we choose an understanding individual to make our admissions to, we will have all the support we need. And so that's talking about the the fifth step admission of the exact nature of our wrongs. Um, But I I just, I really like the context of that because as a person who struggles with, uh, you know, being in recovery from addiction, but addictive behavior patterns, obsession, compulsion, a desire to completely avoid feeling anything that is not entirely comfortable for me. Um, I just really identify with this statement. Like I, I wanted, I wanted the steps to work just like I wanted everything else in my life to work. I wanted it to fix the way I felt right now, instantly. I actually wanted it to make me feel better yesterday, which is completely ridiculous, but that's just how I feel about the world. I want to go back to a time of ease and comfort right? Like that's my ultimate goal, a time of ease and comfort where there's just no responsibility. There's, there's no, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, you know, show up at work. I don't have to pay bills. I don't have to treat anybody kindly. I can just lay back in a recliner and, you know, think about boobs if that's all I want to do. Like, I don't have to really do anything. And that doesn't work for me. Right? Like, I can lay in that recliner and think about boobs for six hours. But at the end of that six hours, I'm I'm not really going to feel good about myself. I'm going to feel like, oh, dude, you just spent six hours thinking about, you know, the part of a woman that feeds a baby. Um, 
instead of like doing the dishes or mowing the grass, like you could have really been productive and felt accomplished right now. You could have went and worked on your step work. Uh, and instead you just sat here. Um, so I, I don't know if this is a trait that's uniquely only for, you know, people who struggle with addiction that we, we just want things to fix us or that we don't want to feel quote unquote bad. Right. We, we don't want to feel the down feelings. Um, but I really try to remember my life and look, this is way easier to say when I'm in a place where things are, you know, pretty decent, life's feeling pretty good. I'm generally happy with everything that's going on for the most part. But I try to remember that like the happiness, I know this is so cliche and and I want to shove a goddamn lightning bolt up a hippie's ass if they say this kind of shit to me but you know oh hey you gotta feel the bad to feel the good and all that but it's fucking true right like it happiness is not really happiness unless there's points in time when you've really been present and experienced not happiness that's the only way that shit works um And there's just no substitute for that. Like when I spend my entire life avoiding these negative feelings, A, it doesn't really work. B, I get into a lot of issues for the things I use to avoid feelings. But C, I also miss out on the greater joys and happinesses of the world, right? I miss out on the greater good feelings because I'm not allowing myself to be present to know how rough it can be. When I know how low it can feel, right? And I'm not talking about getting stuck in a depression. Like, that's a whole different world than what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the feelings we feel. I'm not talking about, like, you know, mental health conditions. But when I can allow myself to feel some of these down, low feelings, when the time comes around that there's a happy feeling again, it's so intense because I know that it's not always there, right? I know it's not always going to be there. And so these, these things got to exist. None of this exists in a vacuum, right? Happiness doesn't exist without pain and all that great stuff. Like it's, it really is a full cycle of all those things. Um, and, and I tend, I look, I don't like it when I'm feeling those negative feelings, right? But they're there, and I and I do feel them, and I find I have better results when I can allow myself to sit there with it, somehow, some way, and just be a part of it, than I do when I try to get a quick fix for what's going on, because my quick fixes don't fix me, right? They lead to greater pain and suffering for me. I've really recently, you know, I've always thought of like feelings on a spectrum. We talk about good and bad, you know, you're looking at a, a, a good old number line from second grade and the goods all the way on the right and the bads all the way on the left. And we say, oh, well, the greatest possible good thing that can happen is the, the laughter of a small child. Right. And the worst possible feeling is like the sad crying of a small child. And the more I thought about those recently, it's so often I look at my kids and I honestly don't know the sound, the, the physical look, 
the way they react, laughing and crying are almost fucking identical in a child, right? And and they can be for adults too. You 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 know you felt that moment where you looked at somebody and been like, oh my god, are they laughing or are they sobbing? I really don't know. And so I think it's a circle. I think feelings are a fucking circle, right? And like you know, at the top of the circle, you start off with this great joy and laughter and incredible happiness, you know, this euphoric feeling. And then you go all the way around the circle to the other end of the circle, which there's no end to a fucking circle, I know, right? So really, the plot point, the, the 359th degree is that sadness that looks almost identical. Those two emotions are like almost the same exact thing. Why, you know, we cry out of sadness, but we cry out of happiness. Like that's all in the same place, right? And so I don't think feelings, I don't know about the whole good and bad, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot to it. But I know that when I want something to fix my feelings, uh, I am acting from a place of, you know, trying to cover myself up and, and a place of addiction. Just that's what's true for me. Uh, I've seen it be true for a lot of other people, and it has yet to ultimately be a great long-term solution. So do with that information what you will. Hopefully you're out there living your best lives, and uh, everybody stay safe until next time.